Behind every good story is an interesting person. This is Person of Interest with Q102's Jeff Thomas. Uh, they anchor the 5, 5.30, 6, and 11 o'clock newscasts on News 5. And now they are engaged to be married. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Dardis and Sharif Palillo are live in the studio. Good morning, guys. Hi, good morning. You good morning. sneaky kids, you. <laughs> hey, I got to say, I was a little bit nervous this morning. We were driving in and I was, you know, listening to your show about a half an hour ago and you were talking about how love started with a barf bag and i was thinking, i was <laughs> hoping airplane. you weren't transitioning into us i really was we can make any transition we, we almost I'm turned sure around <laughs> we, we almost didn't make it uh, to q102 oh no well fridge sent me a, a screenshot of your facebook announcement on friday and i mean i shot right back to her i'm like what is this for real <laughs> no because uh, yeah i was thinking maybe you had gotten hacked or something I'm like, <laughs> like mike Dar- mike Dardis got he found her open Facebook and he just went hard wild. Somebody asked if this was an April Fool's prank or, uh-huh. you know, some ploy for May or February sweeps, May sweeps. And we said, no, it's, well, it was it's, so sweet. it's real. When somebody has three kids, three dogs and a cat, it's true love. Oh, man. That's is that her. what she has? That's what she has. <laughs> she is. Right. I didn't think anybody would ever want to date me. Oh, stop it. Me again. Stop it. Oh, so funny. So you guys have been working with each other since when? April of 2012. 2012. Yeah. And, and you came is, from, what was it, St. Louis or Kansas City? I was or? in Seattle, but I'm an East oh, Coast Seattle. guy. I was out there eight years, though, doing mornings like you, mornings and noon out there. And then I yeah. came, I wanted to go back to evenings, and I came in and went through the process of interviewing, and uh, there you go. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, did you like her right away? Did you think this is a cool chick? I can work with her. You know, I did. And, and what they do is, you know, they don't just bring in one person. They bring in, they had eight people come in and read for this job. Oh, wow. I was the first one in. We had an instant connection on the air. The funny thing is in the news meeting, she was running around all frazzled and I hadn't met her yet. <laughs> and twice. It was some twice, guys. She called me Mark. Oh, <laughs> I was so impressed. I said, it, I it's Mike. But no, <laughs> I left and went back to Seattle thinking that. that, you know, you have to have chemistry with somebody when you work that closely with them, obviously. And uh, I knew that we had that. And I knew that this could be a successful run in Cincinnati on the TV side. Little did I know what we had in store for us. You know, on. and the funny thing is, too, when he came in to test, um, again, he was the first one. And I was, you know, at first not paying any attention, thinking, oh, they're never going to hire this guy. They've got a bunch of others coming in. and. The minute we sat down and tested together, we did not do any run through or anything like that. And then, you know, they kind of tape it and send it back to our corporate bosses in New York. And um, I was looking at him when he was on his solo shots and I thought Cincinnati would love him. He's just likable. Not only is he smart and good and he was a former sports guy. So I just think he has a great personality and can kind of ad lib about anything. And in the news business, you know, you need to be able to talk about a lot of different things, just like you guys do here. And um, I just said, he's really likable. So I gave him my cell phone number and said, Hey, like, let's keep in touch. And, you know, I'll kind of keep you in the loop through the process. But, you know, I went to our news director at the time and I just, I remember, um, you know, it was between Mike and a couple of guys and I was really pushing for him. In fact, there was one candidate who worked for our company um, on the West coast. And I said, no, no, this Mike's the guy I could just tell, like we were going to, you know, click on the air. And um, thankfully, you know, we were right. Now, what is your work <laughs> More day? Than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> now, off the air, what does your work day look like? What do you t- how do you how are you interacting with with each other? What are your work duties? How do they 
Well, it used to be that I would get just an email in the morning. This is maybe three, four years ago. I'd get an email in the morning. Hey, I'm wearing pink today. Hey, I'm wearing gold today. <laughs> like during the ratings period, sometimes they like you to match a little bit. Uh-huh. So that would be our only connection during the day. And then we'd get in and we'd work. <clears throat> what time do you go in? 2.30, we have a meeting in the afternoon and we work until after the 11 o'clock news. So we're finished at 11.30. And every night, there's nobody else up when we're up. So every night on the way home, we'd call each other and just chat about the day or what you're doing tomorrow, that kind of thing. Of course, now it's morphed into something brand new. Now it's, uh, you know, you get up in the morning and uh, I, I still have a place out in Mason. So some sometimes I'll be at her place or sometimes I'll still be at my place. But obviously we talk a lot more during the day and we, we never did that before. And, you know, breakfast or lunch or planning charity events or, or all <laughs> kinds of different station things. It's it's more of a an all uh, involved kind of thing instead of just uh, during the eight hours. Well, tomorrow. I hope, though, you know, our goal is at work we you know, yeah, we talk, we sit literally, it's like you two, you know, we sit two feet from each other, not only on set, but our desks are just a couple of feet from mm-hmm. each other. And, uh, but I think at work, we try to totally keep it separate. And we've said that from the very beginning, we, in our editorial meetings, we don't sit by each other at our Christmas party. We didn't sit by each other. It's, it's just one of those things we want to make sure that we're professional at work and, a lot of times we disagree on different issues or a story that we're going to cover. So, And an example of that real quick is the station management. They've known since March. But when we made the announcement the other day, there were literally people. I mean, people have been talking about it in the newsroom behind our backs, I'm sure. But they've been, <laughs> of course. But they've, very nice but they've been very sure. nice and not talked to us about it. But anyway, when we made the announcement the other day, there are a couple of people who had no idea that we, you know, we were even together. And that's because at the station, it's all work. And, you know, it's the same that we've, same way we've always been treating is the same way we're doing it well, now. Well, you guys know that not just here in Cincinnati, you know, John, John, who's on in the afternoon here and Toria, our traffic reporter, right. are married. And I remember when they got together and they decided they were going to go public with the fact that they were dating. And I just remember thinking, oh, that's risky because what happens if they break up and now they're putting their life out there and they're kind of exposed. Whereas you guys, you know, less of what you do is ad-libbing you don't put as much of your personal life out there but because you're so recognizable how do you go anywhere without being spotted how did you date without how did that even happen we literally would leave the city so unless he was coming over to my house and we were going to watch a movie or something we would go to lexington or columbus or indianapolis because of that we didn't want to start any rumors and we didn't at first know where it was going although you know we have been such good friends for so long that once we decided we're even going to go down this path, literally, I w- wouldn't you think? I mean, it was within weeks or months that we knew, okay, this is, you know, we're not young anymore. We're not 20 anymore. You know what you're looking for. I had dated some people um, after my divorce, and you just know instantly if you have a connection. Um, you're right, though, Jeff. You know, I was probably more so than Mike leery of coming out publicly. I really kind of felt like, I never put my personal life out there aside from my kids and talking about being a mom and, you know, the craziness of that. I really never talked about my marriage before or my divorce. In fact, people even questioned me on social media as if it wasn't my Facebook page or my Twitter page. Like, why doesn't she ever talk about her husband anymore and things like that? And I don't know. I just kind of felt like, you know what? You just open yourself up to people being mean or other speculation. That's not true. And so, um, but our, our management and our corporate bosses really felt like, look, it would look like you're hiding something. And so we, Mike and I, I and the looks agreed. we got, you know, even after we went uh, public with our bosses, you know, there's a period between March and now where people out in the public, they don't know. So we'd be out to dinner and you'd get the five different looks from somebody. 
And I think that people's minds can go interesting places. So I think it's important to be transparent. And especially when we knew that this relationship was going to go to this next level, it's time. And local news is, it's like you're part of the family. And I think letting family members in on what's going on is a good thing. And I will say this, even though I was more skeptical and and concerned about the public perception, because I I think we take our jobs so seriously. And, um, you know, when we're at work, it's all about work. Um, I will say since we announced this on Friday, people have been wonderful to us. I mean, literally, we can't walk into a restaurant or go grab a coffee without people saying, congratulations, we're so happy for you. And I, I really appreciate that. People because, love love. Yeah. And when you have been in a bad place, you know, a few years ago for me, you know, and, and it's a sad time and, and, and divorce is not easy. I say it's worse than death because the person you loved, you, you can't be with anymore. When you're able to find that connection again, it is, you know, it it's special. And I wasn't sure that was going to happen for me. You know, when I went through my situation a few years ago, I really thought, well, I might be, you know, a single mom forever. And, you know, I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen, so I feel really lucky. It is interesting to me, though, you said something when when you and I were texting back and forth. You had said, I never really talked about my marriage or divorce before publicly. And I've even had a couple of people say, since they found out you were coming on, uh, you know what? She never talked about her marriage or divorce. Like, at what point in the newscast are you supposed to stop down and say, coming up, we'll have the latest weather forecast. But first, let me tell you what's going on in my life. To be honest with you, it's out of respect, too, for, you know, you know, my ex-husband who, you know, we are now all friends and I, you know, have said that I know it's amazing to people, but last Saturday at my son's um, basketball game, Mike's on one side of me and my ex-husband's on the other and they chat and, you know, it's so luckily for me, it's all worked out. But out of respect for him, it's like when you're going through the darkest time in your life, I don't think I would want to rub that in anyone's face. And, and, you know, why would I want to, air our dirty laundry, right? I never understand yeah, people who, who do that on social media. Well, and it's not like you have the opportunity to do that. I mean, you know, on a show like this, when there's something big going on in our life, we, we have can... lots of opportunity. Right. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, you're on, you're ad-libbing for a while. What are we going to go to, you know, break? We're going to, and, and coming up next. <laughs> we're... Coming up now, we're going to talk about Jen's financial issues. <laughs> you're on for four straight hours talking yeah. about love stories on airplanes and uh, little tidbits <laughs> that are fun. So Second yeah, it date lends, update. Exactly. It yeah. lends itself to that. And, and obviously we have little brief moments in the newscast where we can let our hair down and have some fun, although I don't have much hair left. Um, but yeah, you're right. It may be at a charity event or maybe out at the tree lighting that we do with John John every year. Those are, but the format's so tight, we, we don't have a chance to talk about our personal At what life. point did you know? Because you, Cherie, you said something about, I, I guess, what Mike's contract was up and he was thinking about. Can you walk us through that? Take so, us through the point where it changed, it shifted. I'll you. pick it up at the meeting. So in the, on Monday. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. So we, we, we did the tree. We do the tree lighting every year down at Fountain Square. Um, it's the day after Thanksgiving, that Friday night. And we went out um, after it and we, you know, we're talking about Mike was, you know, um, his contract was going to be up and we were talking about um, opportunities he had had and, um, there was one in Chicago and, and I knew about it and I was trying to be that supportive friend at work, but kind of selfishly, first of all, at work, our ratings were doing really well. We had great chemistry. I didn't want to lose him as a coworker and partner and also as my friend who I really leaned on him at different points in my, and, uh, and over the last couple of years. And, um, we kind of had this really awkward stare. I said, I really feel like I've taken you for granted. 
you know, and and I don't want you to leave. And I and we just stared for like, I don't know what, 30 seconds she or something. Up, felt like forever. She had right. put up a wall, a work wall for obviously for a long time. And just it was all business every time, you know, with all this, this whole Me Too stuff that's going on now. It's like, I, I guess we were ahead of the game and, and we just always wanted to keep it between the lines and keep that professional relationship good. Really respectful. Very respectful. Was she acting aloof? Was but, she calling you Mark again? She was not. <laughs> no, but he you was know, not. he would sometimes even, you know, he would ask, you know, everybody, people go out after work and stuff. And I was always of the mindset, you don't put yourself in a bad situation. Right. right. But that stare was the first time I saw the ice melt a little bit. And I was thinking, wow, there's something there. So we didn't talk about it. The weekend goes by. Monday, we come in, we do the early news, and I said, can I talk to you for a minute? And we go back to a conference room, and I say, so, that stare the other night, uh, I think we need to do something about that. And she said, what do you mean? That, that could be, I mean, we work together. That, this could be bad for our chemistry. And I said, I think you and I both know that we need to explore that. And so we did. I, I'm not sure if you were dating that one guy still, or <laughs> you were on the, well, but anyway, she wasn't any longer after that. And, and then we started, and and we were going to wait until, this is funny if you don't mind, we were going to wait until the summer to tell our bosses. And this is a lesson to everybody. Oh my goodness, this, I was so when you, mad when, at him. When you, have your, when, when, when you have your cell phone and you have all of the contacts in there, put last names. I inadvertently, I was trying to text a friend to tell them about a get-together with Cherie, and, and I, I texted one of my bosses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was in March, and I was going, we were going to wait till the summer. So that's when the cat was out of the bag. And we went in and then we talked to the news director and the general manager and just put it all out. There. You know what I will say, though? I think I, I am such a worry wart, right? Because you spend, for, for me now, decades building your career. And here I am working in my hometown. I just didn't want to do anything to ruin my reputation or risk our jobs. I mean, we both combined have five kids. He has two. I have three. Um but I will say that our bosses could not have been more supportive. Like, honestly, more so than I ever would have dreamed. I mean, they were basically like, listen, we love you guys. And personally, we're so happy for you. And and since then, they have been just nothing but supportive. And I think part of it, hopefully, is because at work, we, you know, we're, we're ourselves. We just do our job. Was it tough to bring up that conversation? Like when you had to go to the general manager's office <laughs> and sit down with yeah. the GM and the news director your heart must have been pounding out of your chest because this could potentially mean a big change on well, Channel 5. I joke with Cherie that her way of dealing with things is not dealing with things. <laughs> so she didn't want to do it. And we told our news director, and they had the news director and GM always have to have an open line of communication. And out of respect for the news director, we didn't want him to have this secret that the GM didn't know about because what if the GM hears about it from you on the radio yeah, or right. from newspaper or somebody emails after seeing us? So I, I had to kind of beg Sharif for a few days to go into the GM with me. And I ended up going in alone, by the way, the first time. Is that when she got mad at you? <laughs> yeah, right. Which time? Right, which time? <laughs> the funniest thing is since we've been together, we haven't had any fights. And when we were just doing the news together, we, we went a couple days without talking to each other. Oh. Uh, but now we're going to drive together to and from work. Although, Boy, now you really are a couple. <laughs> it's it's we'll official. But, but we, it, yes, it was a nerve-wracking experience. And I went into the GM. He couldn't have been nicer. Brandon is his name. And, and then Sheree came in a couple days later on her own and went on the record as well. But it's, it's, a, it's a dicey dance. And you just want to make, and I just kept driving home the fact that we were going to be professional and do our jobs. And that's, all, that's what we've done. Look at you guys. <laughs> I know. I mean, you're not the only married couple. I mentioned John, John and Toria. And, you know, there's another morning show in town where they have been married for right. decades. And have not just that, but worked together for decades. <laughs> That's what fascinates Work me. Together. I grew up in Boston. 
So I grew up watching Chet and Natalie, and they're this team. They're no longer together. Chet has passed on. I think Natalie might still be around. That was such a public relationship in the Boston area, watching this team, because uh, he got divorced, and then uh, he was co-anchoring with his new wife, and they were together. Uh, they were the darling of Boston, and then they got divorced uh, many years later and continued <laughs> to work together, which credit to them that they had done it for so long and had such a strong friendship that they were able to do that. We, we sort of made the pact from the get-go that that's what we would do. That if we tried this dating thing and, you know, Mike's, a, it's funny because as similar as we are in our work ethic, I think we're very different in maybe our personalities. Mike's kind of take charge. He says whatever he thinks. And I'm that person who kind of keeps it all in. And you have to kind of push me to my limit till I finally say what I think. And um, so, but we had agreed that, okay, if this isn't working out, we're going to be professionals. We've been friends for so long. We can make this work. Or if <laughs> worse comes to worse and it well, falls apart. Yeah. Who do you think is going to get booted? Exactly. Out. Who's going to get booted? The, the woman who's been in Cincinnati her whole life <laughs> oh. and 17 years at WLWT or the guy who's only been here six or seven years. I think I knew the answer to that. Damn, one. I should have taken that job in Chicago. Right. <laughs> you know what though? I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, this blew up over the weekend right i mean the new york times the washington post i was honestly like and are they calling you i was getting so nervous i was like why do people care about that who cares about two anchors in cincinnati well you don't Um, hear about it every day right right. um i'm flattered that people have been as accepting and and kind to us as they have but i think you know my kind of message to everybody is and, and no matter what it is in your life whether it's a career a marriage you know going back to college, like just go for it. If you know something isn't right in your life and you, you know, you have to kind of make that really tough decision for me, that's what it was years ago. You know, I knew something quite wasn't right in my life. And um, I just feel really lucky that things have finally fallen into place. We say all the time, this is our little thing that we talk about. We do a lot of sad stories, unfortunately in news, and there'll be a time where uh, we'll be reporting on a woman who's coming home in the evening and she's involved in a deadly accident. And mm-hmm. we always say in the commercial, I turn to her and I say, this woman right here got up this morning like everybody else, got her kids off to school, went off to work, told her husband that she loves her and now she's no longer with us. And, and I say to her, you get one chance in life. And, and if, if you have the opportunity to you meet a, you know, somebody you have a connection with and you want to spend time with her, why would you not spend time with this person because of work or because of what people are going to think? So that's why we went for it is, you know, every day we are reminded that you have to take advantage of life and the opportunities. It sounds like he, he makes it very easy to go through this whole process. Yeah. Because I think when I'm weak, when I'm the nervous Nelly, like I was over the weekend, admittingly, and Mm -hmm. you know, inside edition wanted us to to do an interview and I'm like, no, 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 it's too tabloidy. I don't want to be a part of it. He's the one who's like, listen, you know, he's, I feel like he's stronger than I am. You know, a lot of times emotionally I'm, I'm definitely the worst. Is he just really good? Is he just, it, yeah, is he just the grounded one that's like, hey, we got one shot at this one? Yeah, I think out. I'm the Midwest just... Cincinnati person, right? He's that <laughs> I'm East, the East Coast guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, see, I worked in Philly and you worked in Boston. You know about criticism. Absolutely. You know about backbiting and you know yeah. about gossip columnists. Cincinnati is so nice. Yeah. It's a family friendly community. And the things you deal with here, I've, I've dealt with 10 times worse. So when she gets a critical email, when she gets something on Facebook, I've had it 20 times worse than that. And I tell her, no big deal. Live your life. 
Just do what you do. Be yourself. Yeah. You're always going to have people like that. So much easier when you're a dude, though. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And but, you know, and, and, and women are harder on women, right? Oh, so. God, yeah. But I, again, I'll say everybody has really been wonderful to us. And, and I'm, I'm honestly shocked by how, how much it's been accepted. Now, is that why yeah, it's kind of well known that in the social media world, if you kind of want to bury a story, you, you release it on Friday night. <laughs> was that was an that intentional, kind of intentional news cycle? Nobody's going to care about this on a Friday night. You would, you would think that'd be a good strategy, but the truth is, for the first time since I've been in town, we actually got a holiday off together. We were off New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. We didn't get back to work till Wednesday. And then corporate wanted, you know, you know about corporate and how long it takes to get strategies together. Mm -hmm. It literally took a couple days before they decided with us how to do it. So it appeared that way. But honestly, (laughs) we didn't do it that way. And by the way, it didn't get buried over the weekend. The Inquirer did it. Then the AP picked up on it. And then it went everywhere. It's crazy. Was the picture, was that the actual engagement? No, that was... was When it really happened, I had... I had literally just worked out and he, you know, he said, Hey, will you drive me into work? Cause he was going to have to work that day. And, um, I had no makeup on. And in fact, when he did it, it was right in front of the Roebling there along the, the banks. It's my favorite Cincinnati landmark. And I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, what are you doing? I'm a mess. I'm a mess. <laughs> like, so what did he do? Walk us through it. What, what, hey, how did he do it? talk about it. Well, there were like five plans and, and they would all fall through. I was going to do it on Saturday night. What would that be? The 28th, maybe? Anyway, I was going to do it on a Saturday night because we had dinner plans downtown and then I knew that they would peel off and I could get her down to the Roebling Bridge and do it. Well, then her eight-year-old son had a basketball tournament, so that had to be canceled. Then we then I was going to do it uh, Christmas Eve, but they didn't get the ring set the right way. Anyway, so I was going to do it that Friday night. The what was it? The twenty seventh? Is that the? It was actually it was the twenty eighth. I'm sorry. Oh, the twenty eighth. Yep. Well, that Friday night I decided I was going to do it, and we had a business associate of ours call her and trick her into thinking that we were going to talk about something work related after after the show for a drink. She was actually off that day, and I was working. So I tricked her into taking one car to work and dropping me off. And then she could come back and get me and we could just go out for a drink and drive home. So I drive out to her place. And just before we're going to drive back to work, she turns to her eight-year-old son, Chase, and says, do you want to go along? (laughs) (laughs) And I I had every candy bar imaginable in my pocket. I was going to bribe him in the other room that you're not going, dude. Little did you know five bucks. But anyway, so I told her we're going to grab a cup of coffee before work and then she's going to drop me off. And she was in a ball cap and sweats and no makeup. And I, she's yapping away in the car on the way down to the banks. And I said, hey, there's this new coffee place. Normally, she'd question me 15 times about why we're going there. But uh, for whatever reason, it all fell into place. She didn't ask a question. We pulled in under the moor line in that uh, garage. We start walking up over the waterfalls where I'm going to do it. And she's yapping and yapping and yapping. And in the middle of the sentence, we get to the top of the steps. And I say, okay, you've been talking for the last 30 minutes. I don't want you to say anything for the next 30 seconds. Oh. And she looks at me. And I said, I don't want you to say anything. She's, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> I said, and then it, it may sound hokey, but I said, this is our city. And I say that because I wasn't from here originally, but we call this our city because we met here. So I said, this is our city. This is your favorite bridge. She has a painting of it in her home, by the way. And I said, and I want you to be my co-anchor for life. Mm. And that sounds hokey. And I would only use that line between the two of us. So when we put it on our Facebook page, this, we, I wanted to say something like <laughs> oh work together or, you know, partners at work, partners in life. But work thought, 
You know, I really, really love that catchy line that you guys want to be co-anchors for life. That's why you saw the little graphic. By the way, I love our it. kids right. completely made fun of us. Oh, my gosh. Did they? Oh, yeah. yes. they think it was hokey? They, oh, ca- they called just, it a cringy moment. Yeah, my 11-year-old, my, my when I got home from work <laughs> last Friday night, he goes, Mom, we saw you on Instagram. Co-anchors for life. That's cringy. <laughs> and then, then my, my almost yeah. 15-year-old proceeds to follow me into the bathroom and, and he goes, uh, yeah, I'm finding out through all my friends, you know, about your, you know, you're sharing all of this. And then he starts like gagging, you know, like well, making the, and then, like he's vomiting. I have a daughter in college at Miami who's a freshman and a son who's also your son's age, by the way, 17, uh-huh. junior in high school. They like everything of mine on social media. Always retweeting and all that. Uh-huh. Nothing. Crickets. No. Oh. <laughs> and then we, we had lunch we with them. We dissed by our own kids. Dissed by our own kids. But <laughs> hey, that's going to be life. That's the way it goes. You know what, though? I will say that luckily our, our kids have been great. And that's another big thing. It's like the first comes the, oh gosh, what are we doing to our careers? And then secondly becomes, how are our kids going to receive this? And mm-hmm. luckily my my three boys have always loved Mike. I mean, they'd come into the station and they call him Dardis. They still call him Dardis, by the way. <laughs> right. and, and and he has older kids and they've been, you know, wonderful to me. Since they're older, she's like the fun aunt. And I think <laughs> I'm kind of another male figure in her son's lives. Mm-hmm. And I told him from the get-go, I'm never, I'm never going to be your father. Your father is your father, but I'm here for you whenever you need me. And and I That's the and way I've to do seen it. and I've seen the movie with my teenage boy. So when they try to pull their stuff, there's they try to pull their BS. Those three boys. Hey, I saw that one. No, <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, that's not going to work. Right. This time. What was that conversation like? Because obviously you've known each other's kids for a long time. How did you tell them that? Oh, you know, but we're going to start dating now. She, well, she you handled the dating part, but when it came to the engagement, I actually with all of the kids individually talked with them and. I had told uh, her prior to prior to I didn't say when because I know that kids can really keep a secret. But <laughs> but I did talk with them all individually and say, hey, you know, I love that. I love your mom. We have this connection. You know that we're going to take it to the next level. So I just want you to know sometime in the next few months uh-huh. or in a couple days, um, sometime <laughs> in the next few months, I'm going to do this. And they all kind of signed off, including the oldest one, Connor, who's 14. You know, uh, I looked at him kind of like as his mom's protector. He was the one I really focused oh, on, you know, yeah. the younger kids like me and everything, but it's different. But the the older son, I kind of looked at him like, OK, you can pass the baton now. I'll take it for you. Mm. And for my kids, I just I kept him in the loop and told him what I was going to do. And they appreciate it. It was more of an adult conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and they've been great, too. My boys, when I told them we got engaged. So after Mike proposed, he had to go into work and then we were going to kind of celebrate when he got off and. Um, I came home and I said, hey, guys, I need to talk with you. And they're just kind of staring there like their, their initial thought always is, what did we do? <laughs> Are we in trouble? Who messed up this time? Um, and when I told them, it was super cute because they just hugged me and they've kind of been all three of them. My rock. Well, maybe not the little one, but <laughs> no, he's not my rock. He's trouble. Um, but um, it was funny because they were like, can we be in the wedding? <laughs> you know? Which is not going to happen. When is, <laughs> when is the wedding? And well, we now, now we can, you know, we can kind of uh, talk to you about another little secret. So um, she's so kind to me that I've got the older kids, one at Mason High School and one um, at Miami. So I wanted to be near my kids every day. So she's actually going to move out of Northern Kentucky, move up to Mason. Oh, wow. So oh, because, because of that, we <laughs> because found Mike always makes it like it's amazing and mazel. That's because it is. <laughs> That's because it is. I always but, say, are you the mayor of Mason? What's going on? Are you getting kickbacks side, from people who live there? too. It is. It is amazing. It's He's the ambassador. Huh? Yeah, but, but the point is, uh, you know, we're building a home up there. We decided on a lot. 
And because of that, there's a timing thing here, probably going to move in in early June. So I think before we move in, out of respect for all the kids, um, we're, we're going to do it probably late May, early June. And my uh, goal, and it's 99% locked away, is La Jolla, California, just the two of us. Ah. Uh. On one of Why those are you announcing all of this? Well, on one of those, <laughs> gosh, and then ask, and then and then drive up the coast, spend four or five oh, days driving up the coast. Oh, that's great! Yes. Yes. Oh, have you ever driven nice. up the coast? Never been. Oh. No, nope. And I've only been really to San Diego. Um, you know, when I was younger, and so I'm really looking forward oh, to it. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Good for you guys. Well, that is exciting. So we'll see. I mean, we've talked about, of course. You know, we have friends or. Family members. We want us to do it here, so we're thinking about that. You know, even this morning. You could have a party here. You could do something. You know, when you've done it before, it's like, look, I'm in my 40s. He's in his 50s. I mean, I'm such a younger woman than he is. I know. <laughs> Cradle younger, right? No, but you know, when you've done it before and stuff, it's like, uh, I don't know that we want to make a you big deal about it. You don't want people going and Yeah, I'm not wearing a dress and all that. All that You're going to wear a pantsuit. Yeah, I'm going to wear a power suit. A wedding pantsuit. <laughs> right. And you know, the first time around, it's like such a big wedding and such a big production and everybody's got an opinion and you're dealing right. with everybody else and you're not focused on yourselves. Right. So I think and this I time around a, we want to do that. a very large family. You know, I come from a, you know, a West Side Italian family and um, I mean, I have nine brothers and sisters and mm-hmm. so it, it can go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got to be surreal living your life just as a known person on television we in the radio business used to get off scot free before social media and the internet. There was this—you could create this theater of the mind mm-hmm. on the radio, and and you could sort of live out this fantasy, and then you could turn it off and, and live privacy. this quiet life of anonymity and privacy. So we're at the point now where we get busted pretty much wherever we go, which is great to have that feedback from the fans. But when you turn to television, that's that's heightened. You get so many people. I mean, I remember just hanging out at Starbucks with you one time, and it was <laughs> hard to have a conversation because, God bless the fans, they love you and they want an opportunity to say hello. I remember when your house sale made news oh just a gosh, few months I ago. I, which, by the way, it's still on the market. So if you'd like to live in Northern Kentucky, <laughs> give me a call. No, um, you know, it is, you're, you're absolutely right. And I always say, you know, because my dad called me over the weekend. He's like, what is going on? Why do people care about your, you know, getting engaged so much? And um, I love that people, you know, come up and say hello to us because it means they like us. And that's really what we want. But um, I always feel for our friends and family when we're out with them because you feel like it becomes all about you and not the, the, the people who you're with. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's be real. And the same thing with your job. You would not be making a living and I would not be making a living if not for those people. Right. Because advertisers and they listen and they watch and all that. So I'm respectful of that. And 99.5% of all those folks, they feel like family. They're great. I do the buddy walk with the Q102 ladies and that sort of thing. People come up, they'll talk to you for a few minutes. I, I love sharing stories and being real with people. Every once in a while, like I'll, I'll never forget, we were at the casino maybe three or four months ago having a drink. Somebody came by and bought us a drink, which was so sweet. But then they just planted themselves. Oh. And it was like, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And now, what do you think? Let's go hang out next week. And I'm like, okay. You know, that, but, but I would say 99.5% of the time, it's, it's just they come in, they say congratulations, they say nice to meet you. Of course, we're going to give them our time because they make us who we are. We wouldn't uh, have a job Exactly. Them, and yeah. I wish Hollywood you know? would remember that. I agree. Walking around like such snoots. You got people, you're making $25 million a film. Why? 
Let mm-hmm. them into your life a little bit and yeah. quit acting like it's such a big deal. I think yeah. we both have that same attitude. It's like, so we really, and you know, that's the other thing. It is, I know, and I've looked, I've seen a couple of like posts and I've had people say, you know, why would you want to work with someone? You know, and what if you guys break up? And honestly, I almost look at it the opposite way that it's not easy to be in our jobs. It, we're very public people. We do a lot of community work. We get called in at a moment's notice if there is breaking news on a weekend and so it's actually the opposite it's it's kind of nice to have a partner who like you know we have a really who gets it we have a you know a tragic situation here that unfolded this week where we lost a police officer it's likely that the funeral is going to be you know this weekend and we don't know details yet but if that's the case we're probably going to have to work and we just expect it where you know maybe other people wouldn't and and sadly friday night when the accident happened with that officer there was another accident also in batavia involving a state trooper and management said, one of you has to stay. Yeah. This was Friday night and she had her kids and a babysitter. So I said, I have this, you go. So she left. I mean, if you're not involved with somebody in this business, right. people say, tell them you're not doing it. Tell them you're not coming in on a weekend. Tell them after the golden globes, you can't work. But no. we get that these are the things you have to do. And I always say this, when they stop asking you to stay, when they <laughs> stop asking you to come in on a Saturday, when they stop asking you to come in for a Bengal special, then you're in trouble yeah. and they don't want you to stay want somebody else. So. Mm-hmm. Right. right. We, what we do is weird. It's yeah. just, you know, yeah. it is, it's just weird. It, it is. is. And people it, think it's glamorous, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not so much. It's not really that not glamorous. So much. But we love it. We chose this. Absolutely. Right. And it's this. the big, you know, and I will say this to somebody who comes up to me in the middle of Barnes and Noble and will say, I feel like I know you and I, sorry, that's, I feel like a creeper. Right. And I'm like, you know what? That's the biggest compliment that I can get because that is our job is to put ourselves out there to be real. And if you feel like you're, you know me, exactly. then I know I'm. Yeah. And you know, you listen, I will say this, that when social media took hold, you know, a number of years ago, um, if it were up to me, I always say I wouldn't have a Twitter or Facebook page or I don't even barely know how to use Instagram, but I have it. Um Because it feels a little narcissistic. I'm not somebody who really wants to just constantly talk about myself, but I will say Now, I welcome it a little bit more because I feel like it's let people see the other side of me on the new. See, for you guys, people do get your personality. They know your backstory and and who you are personally. Usually in news, they don't know that about us. But I feel like thanks to social media, people know that I'm a stressed out mom or, you Mm -hmm, know, and mm -hmm. I don't wear makeup 24 hours a day and those sort of things. And I think. Hopefully it's helped people maybe like me even more because well, you, they get to know the real me. Do you want to let our listeners get to know you a little bit even better? <laughs> uh, depends. I have questions. I have questions for the best friend game prepared okay. for the okay. two of right. you. Let's do it. Well, that means Sheree, you have to leave the studio oh. for a minute. Okay. Oh, the best friend game. Yes. Cause I'm oh, going to ask Mike. Mike questions. About <laughs> oh, Mike. You. Good luck. And then when you come back in, right. we'll see if your answers match his. Okay. Now she's like, Oh crap. If I walk out, if I walk out soon, you know, there's a problem, Sheree. <laughs> All no, right. Oh, this will be I'm easy. I'm kidding. We'll start to each one of these questions. Mm-hmm. Please answer honestly because we're going to ask her the same questions okay. to see if you guys can match your answers. All right. Other than you, who does she think the world's sexiest anchor man is? Other than you. Other than you. Uh, mm hmm. I'm going to, this is, this is going to, this is, I'm going out on a limb here. I think she's always liked Anderson Cooper. Ooh, he's cute. Yeah. I love his personality. She's always mentioned she kind of likes his look and likes him and, you know. Okay. Anderson Cooper. What's the most disgusting thing she does around the house? 
she leaves, well, this isn't that disgusting, but she, you know, you buy those wipes that you put behind the toilet. Okay. And she leaves the damn top up. So they dry out and they're practically tissues within a day. So that's what I, that's one of the annoying habits, I think. Okay. That's maddening. Yes. All right. What has been her biggest on-air flub? Well, I don't know if she even wants to talk about this, but <laughs> let's not mention the people involved because I don't want to okay. you know, open this up Keep again. Keep She had an open mic situation uh, before I got here where she got suspended for a day or two where she was having a conversation off air and it got on air. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like... It happens to, yeah, the, happens best to the best of us. Us. All right. Okay. If she didn't do TV, what would she do? Oh, that's easy. She would work with animals. She would be a vet. Mm, a vet. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fifth and final. What is her biggest complaint about you? Hmm. I think that when I drive, um, a lot of times I act like I'm in command and I know where I'm going and then I take wrong turns. Mm. So I, I think a typical guy, I get on the phone or I get distracted talking to somebody in the car and I miss a turn. And she always says... Uh, babe, it's uh, you take a right up here. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And then I'll mi- <laughs> then I'll miss the turn. And then you'll miss it anyway. Yeah. All right. I'll go all right. get her. All, all right. right. So There's awesome. five questions. Now that Mike has answered all five, we're going to bring Cherie back into the studio to see how her answers stack up to, wait to hear. Mike's. Jen, I do have to take a break <laughs> here, though. So let's okay. come back to these okay. questions. And we'll find out what Cherie has to say <laughs> if her answers stack up to Mike's. We're going to take advantage of that and get a little bathroom break in while we have a moment. That's next. More from Mike and Cherie. Hang on. We'll be back with more person of interest in a moment. And now, person of interest with Q102's Jeff Thomas continues. We have two best friends in our studio. People you know. News Co-anchors fives. for life, Jeff. Co-anchors for life. Co-anchors for life. Exactly. Uh, News 5 anchors Mike Dardis and Cherie Palillo this morning playing a special edition of the best friend game since they, well, like you said, are decided to be co-anchors for life. Will you be the Dardises now? Actually, the Palolos, right? Oh, Didn't we decide nice. on that? Uh, okay, now. <laughs> um, on air, she will always be Cherie Palolo, but I, I, I don't I kind of like the ring of What Mike if she Palolo. goes, uh, good evening, I'm Cherie Palolo Dardis. <laughs> and I'm Mike Dardis Palolo. I think that's when the viewers oh. start to say, okay, okay we're I'm done. Sick of you guys. <laughs> this is enough. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of I'd fun, be though. Sick of the, us too. The five yeah. o'clock news with the Dardises. It's kind of fun. All right, so we've asked him five questions. Okay. And usually we give money to our best friend game contestants what we'll do what we'll do you just is give me a cup of coffee do, to go well you know what why don't we donate the money to your favorite charity Yay. Okay, all right that sounds yeah. good so you'll have to just decide and i have to completely shut up or can i well you can't give her hard, you can't Mike. lead her can i on the first one way. on the first one can i lead her no on okay never mind <laughs> Can you tell he's a control freak? Yeah, oh, that's... <laughs> well, we've kind of gotten the same sense from you a bit, too. So. Where did he learn that yeah. song? Yeah. Notice who talks first on every question, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're just joining us, uh, we asked Mike a series of questions about Cherie. We're going to see how her answers stack up to Mike's. The first mm-hmm. question is worth $10. Other than him, who do you think is the world's sexiest anchorman? Oh. Can't say anything. No. Anchorman? It's hard, I know. Other than mm-hmm. him. Can I say one word? I don't think I have <laughs> Just no. one. Favorite. My favorite anchorman other than you? That's Ron it. Burgundy? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who have you met? She didn't get it right, but who have you mentioned over the years that you kind of like? 
Like not locally, but you know, you, you kind of respect. Oh, See, I'm, I'm, I don't know everyone. who, who'd you say? Go ahead. I don't know. Who did you say? Anderson Cooper. Anderson oh, Cooper. I, yeah, I do. Well, that's changed a bit over the years, but yeah. Okay. So Jeff's <laughs> answer would be Tom Brokaw. I thought that. It was on that Tom Brokaw. Yeah. <laughs> but you said Anchorman. I thought well, maybe he was going to go down that path. The is now dead and they're married. <laughs> Tom Brokaw here in New York. I used to love Anderson Cooper live in the field. I just wish that politics didn't get into national news as much as it has. Yeah. So well, it really does, me a bit. Yeah, I just, I want them to do what we try to do in local news, and that's just stay out of it and give us the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What's the most disgusting thing you do around the house? <laughs> bad Disgusting. habit. Bad habit. A bad habit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He hates that I leave the wipes open, like the there baby you wipes. Go. There you go. There you go. All right. There's your first. Disgusting. It's just lazy. <laughs> all right. All right. There's your I'm first ten dollars. Clean. All right. right. And I will say this for all the ladies out there: you'd love him because he's super tidy, but he's, not annoyingly he's tidy. No, no, he's not. Okay. Not crazy about it. But he he picks up. He makes the bed. He cleans off the counters. It's, okay. It's nice. But the good it's, news what? is he's not making a mess after you. Right. 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 No. right. Yeah. Some guys are just. Messy. All right. Next question is worth twenty dollars. Okay. Mm, what has been your biggest on-air flub? My biggest on yes. on-air flub. Biggest on-air. Oh, I didn't no. give all the details, but okay. Well, you have to kind of general. Before you is that okay? So before Mike got here, I was caught with an open mic and and said something silly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. All right. I'm not, I'm not clapping for the open mic. I'm clapping for the money that we. <laughs> it did. was That's really happened. dumb. Hey, don't feel silly. bad. I once went on the air in the middle of a Saturday night broadcast and said a whole part of town where all the big nightclubs were was closed, and oh. it wasn't. Oh. <laughs> you know what's funny is honestly the, my most embarrassing moment was um I fell off a stage during a live broadcast. <laughs> Oh, very nice. <laughs> but I popped up How like a trooper. <laughs> just jumped up and acted like nothing happened. It was after the bars had closed. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Nice. No. Okay, right. so next, I got that one. Yay. Next question is worth $30. Okay. If you didn't do TV, what would you do? Um, I would be a veterinarian. Yeah. 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 All right. There's no other. Okay. So, so far, you guys have made $60 for the charity of your choice. You're at the fifth and final question. Mm-hmm. If you get this question right, uh, then you win an even one hundred dollars. Okay, what is your biggest complaint about him? Uh, <laughs> he can be too bossy sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> can you think of something more specific that you get annoyed with me all the time about? You're driving. Oh, there you go. Uh, Was that it? What about his driving? What about it? He's just very aggressive. No. You are. You're like a, <laughs> like a New York driver. <laughs> he he drives like a Northeaster. complaint about me? That you park too far away. Okay, see, we didn't get that. I don't, <laughs> we're getting a list here. It's when I'm driving and you tell me that we're, that we're going to take a right or a left and oh, I say I've got it and then oh, I go. That's true. He's terrible about that. He's always like, I got it, I got it. And then he'll pass an exit. But like you if know, I don't say something. In my opinion, that does fall under the umbrella of being controlling yeah. because he doesn't want to listen right. to what you're telling him. <laughs> yes. Jen, was right. that so, under the umbrella of driving too? Does it all bit. count? Yeah. Not really. Since it's for charity. We're, yes. we're doing it for charity. You. So there you go. We're gonna get. We're gonna cut you a little slack. Okay. Okay. You, did, uh, you did really well. Well done. So that was pretty good. Well done. See, we learned a little bit. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. I'm so glad you guys came in. And Mike, I apologize that you've been in this market for over four years now, and this is the first time we've had you in studio. Six years. 2012. You've been here. Oh, yep. Gosh, wow. that's right. That's ridiculous. And I want you guys to know that i just have a crush on you guys i love listening to you guys when i'm 
hauling the kids off to school when they miss the bus for the fourth time that week. Or um, I listen to you guys when I'm in the car. So we love you guys. You know, too. you used to call yeah. in and weigh in. You don't do that as much anymore. Well, I don't want to be that text. person that like gets on your nerves. But I'll I'll text you when I have an opinion about. Don't something. give me an open Please. mic because if, if you if you give me your hotline number oh, and you're no. on an issue. I'll call. Oh, yeah. we'll give you the hotline Please. number. Anytime. We'll you. Yeah, Anytime. we would love that. You're going to regret that. Our bosses <laughs> wish that he didn't have their cell phone numbers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, send us a text. You didn't mean to Mike send us. Is right. Over, right. Mike is an over-communicator. <laughs> hey, you have to in our business. Yeah. Hey, thank God he was. Thank God he pulled you aside. That's right. Because would you have Never. ever... No. Would you have ever no. brought up that long, longing nope. stare? No, I never would have. Happened. I would have just let it go and... Were you and kind of sweating it a little bit after it happened? I was, and I think it even took me, you know, days, if not weeks, to even come around because I just was so nervous about the thought yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad you agreed because I just think this is cute as all get out. <laughs> I do. <laughs> love, I love connection. Yeah. Yes. We're really happy for you guys. Well, so congratulations you. to you. Please don't be a stranger. Let's let's try to stay in better touch. Uh, be sure to watch Mike Dardis and Cherie Palillo weeknights at 5, 5.30, 6, and 11 on News 5. Co-anchors for life. Co-anchors for life. Thank you. That's never going to go away. Oh, my gosh. Until the first time she cuts me off on the air, and then (laughs) then we'll talk about that. the new promo package with uh, with that being the theme. Tim, no, don't encourage them. Do not encourage them. All these people are like, is your wedding going to be broadcasted live? No. 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 Reporting live from the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) We have gotten tons of uh, messages. Um, you want to use our venue? Do you? Can oh, we do the way? Can we get you a cake? Can oh. we get you two cakes? This is great. You guys won't have to pay for a thing. Uh, right it's on. not like radio where you guys could have billboards on your backs. We can't do that. No. no. You know, John, John, objective. I think he, you know, he got married in the in the public uh, eye, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. He was yeah. out there, and they made yeah. some deals too. Oh, so. I know. If, if we see Mike show up in a tux on the set, brought to you by Fulci's. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just delivering the news in a tux. Right. Weather brought to you by Fabulous Bridal. Right. Just toss it in between <laughs> stories, you know. Like. Yeah, wedding cake sitting between us. Yeah. You could just have a scroll going across the bottom. Right. Yeah, wedding cake provided I'm sure, by. I'm sure our bosses yeah. and poor producers would love that. They're like, can we stop talking about this already? Get on with the news, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, All right, gang. Uh, Cherie Palello, Mike, Mark, Dardis. Mike or Mark, whatever. <laughs> Either works, obviously, with Mike me. Mike Palello, great having you on. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> we love so, you guys. Thank, thank you, you so much. And the best wishes to you both. Thanks, Ted. These are the people behind the stories that matter to you. Thanks for listening to Q102's Person of Interest with Jeff Thomas.